Oh boy, we are going to get into it today. Yes, right here at Teacher Let Your Light Shine, we are going to be discussing the top five fears we all face when it comes to leaving public school, or maybe it's private school. However, it is what a teacher faces when she or he decides that they are going to step out and do something different. And right now, you can just go ahead and call me a scaredy cat because I wrestled around for three years with these fears. And by golly, I care too much about you to let you do the same. Not for that long. Uh Uh-uh. So that's what we're going to tackle today. Five fears and what we're going to do to actually overcome it. I'm so ready for this. Let's do it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. Mackenzie Oliver here and just so grateful, so grateful for you to come back and be with us Before I get started in just squashing these fears today, I want to take a moment and remind you to join our Facebook group, Teacher Let Your Light Shine. It's very important that you go ahead and hop on over there because today some of the actual tangible items that I'm going to share with you that helped me get over my fears, I'm going to be posting pictures and some links for you to get your hands on these items if you choose to do so. So head on over there, Facebook, Teacher Let Your Light Shine. It is a group and I just want to connect with you as well. It's so, so joyful to be able to connect with so many teachers to see where you are, where you live, what you're going through. I'm just happy to be here on this journey with you. So the five fears, and you know, guys, there are way more than five fears, but these were the big five nuggets that I saw that I continued to circle back through. I felt terrified to give up my stable income. All of my friends, the network of teachers that I had grown so close with and developed these phenomenal relationships with. I was scared to let go of my retirement. I had to let go of my health benefits. And I was really worried what my purpose in life was going to be if I left this teaching career. Now, as you know, I have my own homeschooling business, so I am continuing to teach. But before I was choosing to leave the profession, I didn't know what I was going to be stepping into. So the biggest fear that I had to tackle, the biggest, biggest fear that I had to tackle was number one, my purpose. What was I going to do beyond teaching? 
I felt called to be a teacher. I felt like this was my life's purpose. This is my identity. This is what I'm good at. I remember actually taking a walk one day and saying, Father, I don't, if I let go of this, there's nothing else that I'm good at. I remember feeling like if I let go and didn't pour into children or didn't use my gift in teaching in some way, the road ahead was going to be very difficult. So I really, really pressed into my purpose. And that's typically a big fear is that teachers will say, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else I'm good at. And the truth is, you're good at so much. We don't even give ourselves enough credit. I firmly believe that we are so gifted and talented that God created us so divinely, so uniquely. So what did I do? In the course of time, there were three years where I was really trying to sort my feelings out, sort out my mind, my emotions. Because if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that I loved teaching and I actually enjoyed teaching in public school, but the fire, the passion was beginning to dwindle. I hadn't left teaching before I started the quest of finding my life purpose. And I highly recommend a few resources that can help you. Here's the first one. If you have never read The Purpose Driven Life, please do so. It's 40 days I believe that with prayer and with reading this, this will help you immensely. About a year and a half after really thinking, maybe I'm called to leave, but I don't know if I'm called to leave. I got my hands on a phenomenal book, you guys. Amazing book. This is for women. It was called Becoming the Woman That God Wants Me to Be. And it was by Donna Parteau. I have read this book three times. It is outstanding. It is a study. It is like a life book. After reading this book, it became very evident that God had placed a different type of teaching and a different way to serve families and my own family. A must read if you are really trying to figure out your purpose and ultimately what God wants you to be. We all have this idea of what we want to be and what our parents think that we should be, what our friends and colleagues think that we're going to be good at. But until you start understanding what the word says about how God has designed us, oh, you just become so much more enlightened, so much more enlightened. And friends, I should have actually said this before. So my biggest apologies, the number one thing that I did as I was starting to just really push and pull and find this purpose is I began praying and I got real serious about my prayer life as well. I mean, I'm talking, I got, I got down with the girls and I had prayed before, of course, and I had a foundation of faith, but I really knew that unless I was really seeking our heavenly father and his will for my life, that I was going to be wasting my time. And so I even started reading books about prayer. I read the prayer of Jabez. I read the battle plan for prayer. I started reading all sorts of books that helped enlighten me about scripture so that I could pray them over myself, over my future, and over my family. So prayer was so vital in being able to open the door to my purpose because once that door opens, everything else begins to fall in line. 
Another very important daily activity that I began adopting was journaling. Five years ago, five years ago, I began just journaling with no agenda, not a gratitude journal, no prompts. I just began getting up in the morning, praying, setting with my hot cup of coffee, and just brain dumping. And it was in that moment of that metacognition activity of putting my thoughts down on paper that I started sorting out fears, that I started sorting out questions, concerns, hopes, and dreams. I have five years worth of journals that I am able to look back at even before I knew what was going to be revealed to me. I had a great understanding and awareness of what the process of journaling could do for my mindset, for my emotions, and to give me clarity on what God was having me go through or the answers that he was given me. And now I still have them in a drawer beside my bed. And I actually opened one up the other night and I just was going through so many journals of little hopes and little dreams. And one of them was that I said, I'm so excited five years ago, guys, in this one first journal, I'm so excited. Jamel and I were driving down Sand Lake Road and there was this little house on the main road right by the high school. It would be a perfect place to build a school someday. I could see so many children out there running and playing. And now that's actually happening. It's actually happening. Now I don't live on Sand Lake Road. No, I don't. But I have a house and I have children all running around and playing. And I'm actually living out the ideas that I had on that notebook. So the number one fear that we could all be facing before we step away is what is my purpose? What am I called to do? And again, that is to begin praying, begin journaling, begin noticing. Don't go into journaling with an agenda. Just dump your heart out and use it also as a time for prayer. Dump out. If if you don't know the words to say to our heavenly father, just write it out. Just write it out and also be searching for books that will help you gain clarity. There's the purpose-driven life. There's, there's so many books about prayer. And then the highly recommended book is Becoming the Woman That God Wants You to Be, and that is by Donna Parto. The second question, and this is a little bit more tactical than finding your purpose. I mean, I just started out with like a huge, big rock there, right? Is retirement. What am I going to do about retirement? I grew up with my parents, of course, recommending this profession because of the benefits, because of the retirement. I remember my grandpa talking to me about how great teacher retirement is. I even worked in a retirement community that was filled with teachers. And this was a college job that I had. So of course it was ingrained in me that I got to be building up retirement. I got to be building up retirement. And the truth is this, I believe in that, but I believe that there are, but I believe that there are ways that we can build up our retirement that doesn't depend on a system. Now, what I did was I actually spoke with our financial advisor through our school who specialized in retirement to help us with our 401k or our 403b. And so I just called him up and I said, Hey, Sam, can you come and help me out here? I'm thinking about stepping away. I'm really nervous about what I'm going to do for retirement. And of course, Sam is saying, go for it. I'm self-employed. This is the exact route that I took. And he made it so clear for me. 
and it was a free consultation, and I was just able to sit with him, and we worked together to develop a plan for how much I should continue holding out each month to put into my 4013B. Great? Yes. Now you might be saying, well, you probably were vested, and you probably had a lot of money already put back for your retirement. Well, let me just give you a little bit of a background. Yes, before I left the state of Missouri, I was vested, and so I do have a retirement with the state of Missouri. When I moved to Florida, I started a new retirement with the state of Florida. Now here's the catch. I had to be working in a Florida public school for eight years in order to be vested. So the money that I was putting into retirement was safe. However, my retirement was not getting matched and I forfeited that two years prior. So did I still have to step out in faith? Yes. And I'm going to tell you, retirement was a big one for me. A big one for me. I actually even had a dream that I was staying for my retirement. And I even asked our Heavenly Father, I said, okay, I I think you're calling me to leave. But in my dream, I was saying that I was going to stay for two more years so that I could get my full investment with retirement. And this is the second time I heard our Heavenly Father's voice. And this is what he said. You're the one in your dream that said you were going to stay two years for retirement. I was the one that was holding myself back. And so I made up a plan and I am able to pull out money, put it into my retirement and still make more income than what I did in the public school. Now let's talk about the third fear, insurance. Oh boy, let's talk about insurance. You're probably thinking, Well, it's easy for you to step away because your husband probably has the insurance. Well, friends, he didn't. He's self-employed, he's a paint contractor, and he did not have health insurance. We got a plan through the marketplace, and we got a cheap plan. And let me tell you what that helped us with. It helped us to start prioritizing our health. We spend less money on an insurance plan along with vitamins supplements, and essential oils than what we had ever paid. Than what we were paying before. So let me explain this. Knowing that we were going to step out and get our own health care coverage caused us to really prioritize our health because we invested in somewhat of a more economical plan for our family. However, we also decided that we were going to take a very proactive approach to our health. We began memberships to get certain vitamins, supplements, and essential oils. Thank God we have stayed healthy along the course of the two years, right? And and so praise God we have stayed healthy along the course of two years and we do have coverage in case we ever need it. But we are investing more into our health instead of being reactive It's caused us to be more proactive. And as far as friends, I was afraid that I would lose my friends. But here's the deal. Those who are meant to stay with you are going to stay with you. And prior to leaving, I was honest. I had fruitful, positive conversations with friends and other coworkers. I made sure that I was dropping seeds. And I also made sure that I stayed away from the naysayers. I stuck with the people who would inspire me. And I shared very little with people that I knew could potentially put me in a downward spiral. If there are people that are staying in the public school system, their thoughts are going to be very different than yours. 
And you have to be prepared for that. That doesn't mean that they cannot provide wisdom. That doesn't mean that they cannot provide you with great ideas. But please be aware that whenever you are sharing your ideas with people who are going to go a different route than you, they're not always going to believe in your ideas or the decision that you're making. So you really have to make sure that you depend on our Heavenly Father and that you are finding the right people that are like-minded and that will be able to support you and inspire you along the way. As a matter of fact, believe it or not, I didn't even realize that I was actually doing this. But I have some teacher friends, now that they see my homeschooling business, they'll actually message me and say, I'm so proud of you, you actually did it. I remember the conversations that we had about you doing this. You guys, that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, before I ever, ever thought I would be doing something like this, I must have dropped the seed somewhere. I even have friends that I worked with three, four, five years ago. And they'll message me. They'll call me. They've sent me cards. I can't believe that you're actually doing this. I remember you telling me stories. I remember you dreaming of this. And I'm thinking, I really talk to people about this? And thank God, thank God that he put those people into my life that still now, whenever they, what God has placed in my life, that they're there to remind me of the vision and That they're there to remind me that those were the people. Those were the people that I could go to. And I highly suggest that you really just be discerning of who you can share your ideas with. And try to keep it positive. Because until you walk away, people need you right now to speak life into them. And instead of, we all do it, but instead of just setting and and complaining about everything that's wrong in the system or why you're so unhappy, you can spill it for a second and then start brainstorming ideas and start sharing ideas of what the possibilities can look like. Help a teacher out. And the last fear that I want to talk about is this fear that if I walk away, I will fail or it will never be as good as what it is now. Mm, mm, mm. This is a deep one. The enemy will try to hold you back. He's held me back from this podcast to share with you. He's held me back from this vision and this dream for a long time. You are going to come against opposition, whether you stay or whether you go. But if you stay stuck fearing that you're going to fail and that nothing will ever be as good as what you have now, I'm here to let you know that is a lie from the pit of you know where. Unfortunately, I've even had friends who have thought about leaving the system or have tried to leave the system. And their administrators will look at them and say, where do you think you're going to go? Oh, no, no. Homie, don't play that game. (laughs) Homie, don't play that game. And my teacher friend said, oh, you're about to watch and see where I'm going to go. Now, not every administrator is like that. And my administrator was absolutely not like that for me. They were very, very supportive and had so much grace with me whenever I had decided to walk away. But there are going to be people that are going to make you question. If what you're doing is right, there's going to be times where you're going to feel as if there could possibly never be anything as good as what you're doing. And that's not true. If you have something inside of you, you need to understand that it is time, just as if a mother has a baby in her womb, there is a time to birth that, correct? There's a time to birth that. So if there's something inside of you, it needs to be birthed and I came across five years ago. I had told you that I had started journaling with no agenda and and that is so true. But I also came across this little journal in a cute little town here in Florida called Mount Dora. 
and it was called a dream journal. And oh my goodness, I didn't fill out the whole journal, but this is the journal that I have little ideas about our school in five years ago. Remember, I have a separate journal, all my brain dump, all my fears, all my questions. Some I was crying in, some I was pouring out to God in, some of it I was questioning, some of it I'm telling funny stories in. But there was one specific little journal and it asked some questions and I didn't fill it all out, but I have enough in there that I'll never throw it away. This journal caught my ideas. It caught my dreams. And if you have something inside of you that's worth just setting down for a few minutes, I would do this journal at night. And the funny thing is I would actually do this journal in the bathtub. I know it's like a whole thing right now that I'm telling you that, but at night I would just decompress. I would take a bath and I'd write in my little dream journal. And my husband sometimes would, I would share my ideas with him that were in the dream journal. And my kids even have little ideas written in that dream journal because we would brainstorm a little school together. So there's a time to brainstorm and dump out your fears and unknowns and questions. And then there's a time to allow yourself to dream. In addition, get some books. Get some books about habits, lifestyle, time, freedom. Enlighten your mind. If you keep growing and you keep acquiring knowledge, God is going to open the door. You're not going to fail. You're not going to fail. So out of those five, let's go back and review. There's fear of purpose. And the solutions are to pray, get some books, cry out to our Heavenly Father, journal and brain dump and spend your mornings talking to God and just getting it all out, what's in your head. If you have the fear of retirement, it's a free consultation. Call someone from your school who is a financial advisor. Call someone from your school who can help you gain more information about your retirement. There's so many people out there. They specialize in this. They would love to help you. It's just a phone call or it's a face-to-face, not a big deal. If you're concerned about insurance, there's a plan out there for everyone, guys. There really is a plan. Maybe your husband can take you onto his insurance plan. There are also many other health advisors across the nation. I have a couple of them that can help anyone in any state and they would be more than happy to explain the options for you. And take this time to also be proactive about your health. Taking vitamins and supplements and exercising and taking essential oils. The fourth fear we covered was losing your friends. And remember that God is your best friend, okay? He's your number one. Take it to him. And then your second wonderful option is to find the friends that are near and dear to you that are going to support you and inspire you. And don't tell anyone else what you're thinking about. Seriously, it's not worth it. It's not worth the naysayers. And the fifth one, if you're afraid of failure, then I highly suggest that you start getting books off Amazon, downloading them to your Kindle, go to the local library and start finding books that open up your mind and start by getting a little journal as well that you can record your dreams in. Yes. Now I know that we've covered some deep topics, but remember I'm here. I've been there and I want to help you through this. Please make sure that you go to our Facebook group, teacher, let your light shine. Let me know what you're dealing with. Send me a private message. 
There's a community of people I know that would be willing to share what they're struggling with and they too can offer solutions. In addition, I will be posting some of the items that I talked about on today's show and I would love to see if any of these items will help you. So until next time, friends, I hope that you keep shining your light so that you're not consumed by the darkness of fear. I'll see you soon. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.